Hi everyone, Joy here. As you guys know, I have started this podcast to share my entrepreneurial journey with everybody. And I thought what better way to do that than to interview other entrepreneurs. And today I have Aaron, I hope I got this right. Um, he's a husband, he's a father, and he also helps mom entrepreneurs from chaos to clarity. Hi there. My name is Joy Nicholson. I'm an entrepreneur, digital marketer, coach, and mentor. I've been diving in deep for the last year to discover what it really takes to be an entrepreneur. Not just the fluff that you see on the outside when you see people that are already successful, but what it takes behind the scenes to become successful. What I discovered was mind-blowing. Millionaires think differently. They have unique habits, focus, discipline, and so much more. Follow along in this podcast where I'll be sharing my journey, the journey of other entrepreneurs, what makes them successful, but most importantly, what can make you successful. Hello, how are you doing, Aaron? I'm good. How are you? I am fabulous. Thank you. I'm very excited for this interview, being a mom myself. Um, it's absolutely fantastic what you do because we need more people like you out there. And so please tell people your story. How did you come about doing what you're doing? A little bit of background, please. Okay. I can make it real fast. I'm Aaron Jennings. I'm currently living in the United States. We're actually in transition. We're moving to Thailand. Um, we've, for those going, whoa, we've been there five times. We know it. We love it. We're moving to an island off in the Gulf side, so we're familiar. Um, but we're in transition right now. Um, I do. I focus on mom entrepreneurs and helping them balance life and business, making them work together with the kids yanking on their leg. Um, I started as a full-time missionary eight, nine years ago now. Awesome. And I started wondering how to make money online. Mm -hmm. And so after about six years of plugging around, trying to make money online and getting absolutely nowhere, I finally got into um, real estate investing, which led into coaching a little on that. And then it turned into full-fledged life and business coaching, making the business work in life. Um, but I personally am very passionate about spending time with my family and then helping other people. And so that's how in the real fast way, uh, I ended up with mom entrepreneurs because once I got into the life of business coach side, creating mm -hmm. systems for business, mm -hmm. they wanted me to wear a suit and lean on a Lamborghini to where it looked like I was doing good. No. But I didn't really care to look that way because yeah. I don't drive a Lamborghini. <laughs> I want to hang out with my family. And so once I kind of realized that that was helping businesses make a few extra bucks. I just didn't really care. It wasn't helping anybody. Um, but after being a stay at home dad for 2018, while we lived in China, my girls were two and four years old. And um, I realized after two months of staying home that it was, it was two in the afternoon. And I hadn't changed my clothes. I hadn't brushed my teeth. I hadn't like done anything because it was like, make the meals, clean the diapers, clean the house, make food, clean the diapers, change, clean the house. And I just, I was in a haze, a fog. And um, I reached out to one of my mentors and he went to work asking around and he's like, every stay at home mom feels this way. I'm like, you realize I'm not a stay at home mom. He goes, yeah, but you kind of are. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. I am a stay at home mom. And I was like, so how do they get over it? He's like, I don't know yet. And so, I went for the next 10, year, 10 months of that year in China was, how do I get past this? How do I get control of my mind, of my businesses, of my everything? Mm -hmm. And um, over that next 10 months, I ended up coaching 12 different people. I flipped or wholesaled nine houses in the United States from China. 
Well and I built a recession-proof real estate investment mastermind that I now sell for $25,000 a year. And I did all of that while I was stay-at-home dad for the whole year. So I got control of it. And that's what gave me the passion for moms because I can be with my family. And if you hear my kids in the background, you just get it. Where a business is like, this is unprofessional and they don't want me to work with me. That has nothing to do with it. But so I can spend time with my family. And if I help a mom become the best mom she can be, then her kids grow up to be better adults and better for our world. And so then I'm actually helping change generations. And so it's fulfilling for me. And um, it took me, I don't know, I'd say seven years of trying to figure out how to make money online and then bouncing around to different stuff to end up on mom entrepreneurs and balancing that life and business and taking the chaos to clarity. I love it. That is such a cool story. And you know, this is true because our kids become us eventually. Um, you know, so it's like live by example, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and the sad truth is I call it the sad truth because a lot of us think that we're doing a good job for our kids because we fake it well when we're around them, but they see it. The sad truth is that they see yeah. what you're really dealing with. Mm-hmm. So if you are not a proud, strong mommy, they're not going to be a proud, strong adult female. Your daughter will grow up to be just as depressed and sad as you are. That's exactly true. Yes. Like that should drive you to be better. (laughs) Exactly. It should. It should. I just had um, my six-year-old last night. I was sitting in the office after they've gone to bed. It's like eight o'clock. And then he came sneakily into the office. He goes, mom, I can't sleep. I'm like, you're supposed to be sleeping. You've got school tomorrow. He goes, what are you doing? Can I help you? <laughs> I was like, not just yet. <laughs> now you need to go sleep. But if anything, you know, if he did not have school the next day, I would have, you know, get him involved and teach him things. Because he actually, yeah. the house needs to design my Canva things. <laughs> oh, nice. Very nice. <laughs> so there you go. You know, so it's, it's all about teaching them, your, your, you know, like they, they learn without you realizing they actually learn. Oh yeah, my six-year-old, she just turned six, February 1st, um, but I've already started, you know, letting her poke around online with the um, building the sites and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, everything's about the computers these days anyway, and it's just drag and drop a lot of stuff, so exactly. I've already started, like, getting familiar with things. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely, and I learn these things anyway. They pick it up so quick. They're like sponges. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what is your secret sauce in your business? Hmm. Mine is very, it's hard to say a very specific secret sauce because I try to be the exception to most rules. So if everybody is selling a program, a course, and you, the problem with that is like when you get a course, most people don't finish them. Um, But even when it's a guided course, Mm -hmm. you have to follow along from each day. Exactly. And you get behind, you kind of get left behind. Mm-hmm. because they have to stay on on track. Yes. And so I very I'm very adamant about where are you at in your process right now? Oh. And how do I fix that for you right now? That's, okay. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many webinars, how many paid programs, how many courses I sat through and they gave me tons and tons of valuable information, but they did not answer the one question that was keeping me from moving my business forward. And so I realized if I don't waste time creating a course that takes you the next month to create, and I just say, 
what's your problem right now that's holding you back? Mm. And you say this, and I go, this is how you fix it. It gets you moving forward. That is exactly it, because you actually solve the problem, and there will be more problems and then more solutions, and you just take it one step at a time. Yes. And I created courses. I started coming out creating courses. Yes. And I've created courses, um, <laughs> but none of them are available unless you just happen to meet me or, you know, we're talking or you're in my group. Yeah. Um, and right now we've actually pulled all of them because we're going to be launching a membership site. I'm, I believe your biggest change comes from coaching. That's why I got into it. My biggest progression was coaches. I yeah. bought course after course after course and either didn't finish them or couldn't put it all together mm -hmm. or I was too scared to make it work. Yes. <laughs> and the, the times that I really got the, the most out of it was when a coach and I would call him up freaking out and go, they told me they need this and I don't have it. I don't know what to do. And he's like, do this. And I was like, Whoa, that's it. Yeah. I, exactly. That's worth 10 grand to me. Just answer my question and help me move forward. And that's so I want other people to feel that too. I don't want to just sell a course that confuses you or just takes your money. Mm. And it's easy to do that, create a course and sell it. Um, but because I'm such a advocate for coaching and I believe in it so much, um, I don't want to just sell courses. So all of my courses have been pulled and we're launching the membership site where we're making it available to where essentially it's live group coaching yes. every single week and you get all of the courses included. That's awesome. That's a really, really cool module. And, you know, I, I completely agree with you because I myself, I've, I've probably done like 10 plus courses in like six months and I was exactly the same. I learned a lot, but then it's like, mm, what do I need, do next? What is supposed to be my next thing? And you start implementing it. But when you start implementing everything, you've got all these questions and like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? And then there's yeah. nobody to ask, you know, to answer the questions. Yeah. Who do you ask? Try writing a support ticket to whoever wrote the course and they ain't going to answer you. No, they don't care. They're making money on evergreen things. They don't care. Done. Done. Yeah, exactly. So I, I just didn't want to be that. When I was digging into it, I was like, I don't want to be a real estate guru, you know, with a real estate course. And, yes. um, and that was the first course I created was a real estate course. And as I dug more into who I was, I was like, I don't want this. <laughs> I want to build long-term like impact on people and a real estate guru is not who I want to be. Yeah, no, that is very, very true. So obviously you're a family man. You love your family to bits and pieces. I can see that. I see your Facebook photos. That's so cute. Uh, so what has been your biggest struggle? Um, you know, having the family life going on and then at the same time building the business. I know time is one, so put time aside because you're not allowed to use time because <laughs> that's a common one. <laughs> but what other struggle did you have? Mine was making it work together, which I'm, I'm actually, I have been pretty solid at it ever since China. Um, that year of staying in China really made me dial in the process. Um, before that, it was running around, not getting a lot done at work. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of time. And so it kind of, I made the excuse of, well, I have the time. And I was going in and out of the office with the family. Yes. So I was still with the family, but I was still working on stuff, yes. but neither one of them was getting my intentional time. Oh, okay. And so that was the biggest struggle was when I was with my kids, I felt like I wasn't giving them all my attention because I was trying to think about what I was going to do. 
um, because I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. I wasn't intentional with my work time either. And so it was probably intentionality, you know, or being intentional because that right there is what really drove that to how do I get control of this mess yeah. of life and business to where when I'm with my kids, because I was staying at home. So when I was staying at home with my kids, how was I with my kids? You know, not working while I was with them, but how was I with my kids? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When my wife was home, how was I with my wife? Mm -hmm. Not working on work, not she walks in the door and I'm like, all right, the kids are yours. I need to work, <laughs> you know, but how do I spend time with my wife? And then when I actually had time for work, it wasn't very much. You yes. know, I think I only worked three hours a day, five days a week while we were in China when I did all that. I coached 12 people. I built that real estate course Amazing. and I turned it into a full year long mastermind and actually business systems. That's a whole startup. Um, and you know, took care of the girls and everything else. And I flipped nine houses in the United States so and I only did that with three hours a day, five days a week. And so the, the biggest struggle before was definitely being intentional in each area of my life. And now I feel like I've really kind of nailed that down. And the family comes first now. I mean, like today we had this interview in the US, it's six o'clock at night. I usually call it a day and take the girls, we go to the park, we go to the um, bike ride or something and we kind of you know hang out outside until the sun goes down. Yes. But knowing I had this, um, we just headed to the park at I think three o'clock, 3.30. And we're in Florida right now, and we ended up getting to see a bunch of dolphins like feeding, and they were just jumping out of the water and going crazy on the water. And I'm like, man, if I wasn't intentional with my time and taking control of it, knowing exactly what I have to do at work and knowing exactly what I need to do with my family and being there with them, yep. we'd have missed so many things like that. Exactly. That's really the being intentional used to be like the biggest thing for me. So now, how did you how did you overcome that? Because as a mom, um, I know because when I started my business, I easily did 70, 80 hours a week. You do that. Um, and most of the time you squeeze it in between the kids, you squeeze it in the evenings, you don't sleep, it works at two o'clock in the morning, just because most of the time you don't actually know what you're doing. So you're still figuring things out, you know, the first six months, I reckon anyway. This was back in 2018. But now how do you, and I know exactly what you're talking about, you know, is that guilt trip and, um, you know, yep. you're not really with your kids and my husband came, I'm like, okay, I need to go work. You have the kids, you make dinner. You know, I know right. exactly how it is. <laughs> but how did you overcome that? How did you switch your mind from being with your kids, being with your kids and being with work, being with work, you know, so you don't have that guilt trip in between. How did you make that work? Yeah. It was figuring out, and this is one of the biggest things I teach, it was figuring out where my time was going and then being very detailed about it and then figuring out where it needed to go and being very detailed about it. Um, and I started by tracking every single minute of every single day for two whole weeks. Well done. And this is what people don't like to do. When I tell them to do this, they're like, oh, that's going to suck. Like, yes, it will. There's no way around this. It's going to suck. <laughs> But when you pull your phone out because it beeped or buzzed and you pull it out and look at it and it was a Facebook notification and you put it back in your pocket, if it was eight o'clock, that's from eight o'clock to 801 checked Facebook. You find out when you do that a hundred times during the day, you just burn an hour and 40 minutes. 
Exactly, exactly. So if now we say, if we track every single minute like that for two weeks, you can see what your habits are and where you're wasting all your time. Mm. Mm. And then it's that whole 80-20 rule. Yes. Most of the crap you're doing at work doesn't matter. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> but it's not producing money. It's not putting money in your pocket or moving you closer to the what you're trying to do. Exactly. But because you have <clears throat> a bunch of time, you space it out and you don't get anywhere because you try to do everything. Yes. So I, I took it and I tracked my time to see where all my time was going. I found all the places that I was wasting time, social media and things like that. And I started leaving my phone at home. Mm-hmm. I turned mm-hmm. off all my notifications so that I wasn't getting those beeps and buzzes all day. Exactly. exactly. And then I scheduled it into my calendar. Mm-hmm. At noon, I check it for 30 minutes while we're at a playground so the kids play. And then I get my workout in while I'm with them at the playground. So my workout and social to check on things was during playground time. <laughs> yes. so, and then I went to, I had three hours that if I said this was intentional time with the family, this mm-hmm. is intentional morning routine and starting my day off right. Mm-hmm. And then this is with my wife before she goes to bed. And then these three hours a day is work. Now it was like, you only get three hours, period. But it's going to be a very intentional three hours because at, at that time, it was when everybody was sleeping. I went to work from midnight to three in the morning. <coughs> and from midnight to three in the morning um, in China was noon to three in the afternoon in the US. Yes. So I could make phone calls to the US and I could do business and people were up and around. Mm-hmm. Um, but the family was asleep. So it was three hours straight through where I could work on something. Yes. Um, now I work with people and I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's 20 minutes here, you know, at a nap time that you know you always get, <laughs> or if it's an hour here, an hour here. The biggest part is knowing exactly what you need to do for work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not just everything you need to do, but a list of everything you need to do. Yes. And then just the income producing ones, the fastest. Put those at the top of the list and cover everything else. So a lot of ladies will make a to-do list and it's this long and you look at the whole list the whole day. You put it on the fridge and you look at it and you go, oh, I have so much to do. And then you'll check off one or two things and you'll be like, I'm not making any progress. Now let me just shift that just a little. Let's take that same list, put it on the fridge, but put it in order of importance. Mm-hmm. The top task is like non-negotiable. The kids have to get ready and get to work or get to school. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then you have to do something. You have to do something. So if that's the first thing on the list, take another sheet of paper and cover the rest of the list. Mm-hmm. Now, when you get that top thing done, strike it off and just uncover the second thing. Now, as you uncover this list, everything on it will be done. And you'll be building momentum instead of momentum. And so you'll actually, as you look at that big list, it'll be Mm -hmm. uncovering stuff that you're already done with. And so you'll feel like you're getting stuff done and Mm -hmm. it'll build that momentum during the day. Mm -hmm. And then you'll feel better about it because you'll see everything you got done instead of how much you have to do and how much you haven't gotten done. Exactly. So it was shifts like that to make sure that when I'm with my kids, I'm with my kids because that is work time, and I know exactly what I have to do when I'm there. 
So uh -huh. documenting every single minute of every single day, <laughs> finding where you're wasting it, and then rescheduling it out through your day. And it's amazing um, where you would find time if you don't actually have time. Because you no, can... You, Thank you, Del. Say what? Everybody has time. We're just wasting it and That's we it. think we don't have time. That's exactly it. And I have, because I also have a group of students and they're like, but Joy, I don't have an hour a day. I'm like, no, you have an hour a day. Just go find that hour a day. Because if you look at your schedule, you'll find it. Well, and here's the thing too, is like, you'll never find it, right? You have to make it. That's true. <laughs> That's the other side too. <laughs> Try finding anything as a mom. <laughs> Try, finding socks. Try finding your keys. Try finding time. Never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Um, okay. So um, on a daily basis, so my podcast is about focus and discipline and setting goals, etc. So now obviously we've dived a little bit into, you know, what you would do, you know, pattern wise, but on a daily basis, what would be your, I would say your, your execution style? On about to like achieve your goal for the day what would that be big dominoes are always first <clears throat> so first thing in the morning mm -hmm. um me personally first thing in the morning i read my bible yep and i spend time meditating there because yep. i believe that if i get my priorities right um spiritually and biblically towards my god mm -hmm. he will bless me in that way <clears throat> so for me personally yep. i start with the bible mm -hmm. um even when I wasn't really like reading my Bible and digging in, that's quiet time first thing in the morning. Um, and I always, I drink some water in the morning and then I have a bad habit. I drink a uh, monster energy drink. I'm going to be honest with everybody. I drink a monster in the morning with my water. <laughs> I do my quiet time with my Bible. I meditate on what I'm thankful for, <clears throat> how great everything is that I have, um, affirmations on what I'm becoming. So and good. then I actually look at my dream board. So I see the pictures of the things I'm trying to get, mm -hmm. the I'm trying to produce, uh, things like that. And honestly, I allow that time <clears throat> with my, my Bible time to kind of, I believe that if my attitude and my heart is right with my God, that it will shape my life. And that that is the most important thing for me on earth is having a relationship with him. So today I didn't go to work until one o'clock because I actually was in my Bible and studying on that um, and just finances and different stuff that the Bible says. So that time in the morning is kind of flexible yes. with my morning routine. And then once I go to work, it's always big dominoes first, um, which means my number one income producing task. Okay. <clears throat> and I do that first thing. Um, before I get to anything else. So if I don't have any interviews or anything like that during the day like this, mm -hmm. then the whole day was for work. I would do my morning routine and read in the mornings. And then I would instantly work on my big domino. Mm -hmm. And then around lunchtime, I check email, social, and respond to everything during a certain hour, mm -hmm. um, so like noon to 1.30. Yeah. I'll respond to that stuff and check messages and all that. And then I start working on... Um, there's blocked time for essentially the busy work of work. Yes. So paying bills, um, you know, Email. making little posts, stuff like that, right? Yeah. And so the morning time is like big dominoes, biggest income producing, biggest movement tasks mm -hmm. when my mind is clear and focused and creative. 
And then in the afternoon, it is all the mundane crap that has to happen as an entrepreneur to keep it moving forward. <laughs> and, then, um, <clears throat> and then I quit around five thirty, six o'clock. Um, unless I just am on a roll and we don't have anything else going on and stuff like that. I may work a little earlier, a little later. I may quit a little earlier. <laughs> uh, like today, I'm very flexible. That's awesome. So I believe that when you know exactly what you need to be doing in your business, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's an hour right now or if boom, an hour opens up later or hey, somebody scheduled an appointment and so I'm going to be busy after hours. Well, let's just jump forward and I'll just take the next hour and a half off. Yes. I truly believe you should be living the life you want to live and your business should bend around your life not your life around your business. That's exactly so true. Mine is hard to give you a good schedule. It's very, <laughs> it's morning routine and then it's big dominoes and then it's mundane little tasks. And then I interact on social media and ask questions, answer questions and post yes. in the evening after the family goes to bed. But that's awesome because you know what? You're very structured with your time. You're very disciplined with certain things that you will achieve. Maybe you're not so disciplined with your time because you're flexible, but you're disciplined with what you need to do for the day. And that is key. I'm disciplined with what I need to do. And I think that's the biggest thing. Exactly. It's not a time. It's not an amount of time. Exactly. Yes. Usually like if you look at your whole business, there's usually one thing, maybe one or two things that will produce money. Exactly. That's exactly. Everything else is all the little crap that has to be done just to keep (laughs) things moving or that you think you need to do. But there's usually only one or two things that produce money. So if the point of the business is to produce money, then when I'm going to work, I should be working on those two things. Exactly. And if it's not something that needs to be done Mm -hmm. on all the little stuff, I'll put it off for another time and I'll spend more time on just the big tasks that lead to money. Yes. Because that's ultimately what you want to do, right? Is make money. (laughs) That's the idea. (laughs) Well, and when you do that, you find out that you don't need as much time for work as you think you do. Mm. Yeah. Now it depends on your level, of course, too, right? That is very true because when you just start out, you don't have the funds to hire people, you know, and finding the who's that does things for you. But once you have a VA, it just makes your life so much easier as well. It just takes that, you know, that little tasks, the, the time wasters, it takes those away, which helps a lot. Right. And just so you know, I don't have any VAs. I do everything myself. Well, that's very impressive that you get that right, huh? No employees, no nothing. Cost me less than 500 bucks a month to run all four businesses. That's very impressive. Well done. There's some, there's some work and planning that took a lot of time to make all that work. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you obviously are achieving this because you've got the right structure in place and you know, you're putting all the right things in place. How People many always laugh hmm? People always laugh when I tell them, but anytime they ask me, Hey, would you be interested in a new idea? I'm like, Nope. No. <laughs> if I can't do it from a business, uh, if I can't do it with a Wi-Fi signal from a beach in Thailand, I'm not interested. <laughs> That's exactly. It. But the thing is, if you, even if you get people approaching you with things, you can't take on more stuff. I just say, no, if it doesn't directly tie in with what I am doing, then the answer is no. It's just, right. I'm focused on what I'm doing. And if you've got anything to break my focus, I'm just going to say bye-bye. (laughs) And that's going to be what helps you, right? That's the one or two things in your business that produces money. Because anybody presents you with an idea that is outside of your niche, just turn them down. Period. I focus 100% on being a coach. So what's the point of me creating a webinar to sell a course? (laughs) Not coaching. 
it's not coaching. I'm not going to waste my time with it. And I've learned that the hard way, right? I think I spent 11 grand on webinars trying to launch and did absolutely nothing out of all of it. <clears throat> I've seen so many people do the same thing. But now I'm very much, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm very much, if it's not about coaching or collaborating with me to bring value to who I'm coaching, I'm not interested. Exactly true. I love that. And that's exactly how I'm also operating for like the last year or so. Okay. How many countries have you traveled in the last year or two? No, actually, let's make it since like your six-year-old has been born. How many countries have you been traveling? The girls have been the three countries. Okay. Thailand, China, and Burma. The little one turned eight months old in Burma, which is the, uh, in the hill tribes north of Thailand. My wife and I have been to um, 10 or 11 countries. I always say 11, and for some reason, I think she's always going to correct me and say 10. So maybe 10 countries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lose track there. Yeah. We've lived, in, uh, we've lived in China for the year with the girls, mm -hmm. and then they've been to Thailand and Burma. They've been to Thailand a couple times. And then while we were in China, we flew to Hawaii and hung out for 10 days, but it's not another country since we're from here. <laughs> well, technically it is another country. <laughs> but we did leave a country into Hawaii and another country. <laughs> True. But yeah, everybody always asks us like, you know, how we travel with the kids and isn't that hard and all this stuff. And I'm like, your, your life will only be as hard as you make it. That's true. Mm -hmm. Period. I mean, that's all there is to it. If you look at it and say, this is going to be hard, you're dang right it will be. It is going to be hard. Yep. Mm -hmm. I look at it and I go, this is going to be fun. This is going to be an adventure. We're <laughs> going to like lose stuff. We're going to get lost. We're going to see so many cool things. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> and that's the way I look at it. And so when we go do things, it is. And yeah. what's funny there is in the United States, we used to, before we took off with the girls and, and moved to China, we had a we had a minivan and if we drove um what was it 10 hours or so if we drove 10 hours to see grandma and grandpa for the weekend the minivan was packed all the way full front to back side to side top to bottom things on top things hanging off the back things under the kids seats it was ridiculous <laughs> and people are like isn't it hard to move you know to another country like it's a whole lot easier than taking a weekend trip to grandma's house <laughs> because a weekend trip to grandma's house in the van, we took everything. <laughs> when we moved to another country, it's like four suitcases. If it doesn't fit, it ain't coming. And we roll <laughs> into the airplane and we fly out. It's that easy. Like, awesome. I really love that you guys are doing this. We just, um, I'm just waiting for my career all to be, you know, completely off of the diapers and because that's not what you think. I don't want to travel with extra baggage. Um, but yeah, that's our goal as well is to travel. Our first goal is to travel Europe for 12 months. Um, you know, pull the kids out of school, homeschool them for a year and just go and explore and have fun and experience life in another country. Yep. Yep. We didn't plan on, or we didn't know about homeschooling at first. But if we're bending life the way we want it to, then mm -hmm. we needed to homeschool. And it's actually a whole lot easier than we thought it was going to be. You know, we, we homeschool the, the six-year-old now, Ava. And, I mean, she loves it. You know, like today, she got up and they went downtown for story time. And they made valentines and they hung out by the river and they did all sorts of cool stuff. And then she came back and did school in the afternoon. Yes. You can't do that if you're stuck going to a school, you know, a, a traditional school. Exactly. You can't do that if you're stuck going to a traditional job. 
<laughs> that is so true. <laughs> that is so, so true. Uh, we've got, um, I've got a friend that homeschools her children and she says, and I, she's got three boys. And I said, so isn't it hard? You know, this is like a year ago. I said, isn't it hard? She's like, actually, it's not at all. She says it's easier because technically you only have to spend three hours a day on education. That's it. And I was like, is that all? She's like, yes, just three hours of dumb education. And then they would go, if it's like a science thing, they'll go out and go and find bugs and, you know, do things with the bugs and do whatever they need to do. I'm like, oh, I love that idea. So, yes, yeah, so it's um, it's definitely, now it's easy with work, you know, you know how this, that can be in kindy and, and school, but once we're traveling, it's it's a no-brainer. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great once you get started. Like once you, and that's just it. It doesn't matter if you're doing anything right there in your house. The exactly. first couple of times is going to be hard. It's going to suck. You're trying to figure it out. That's true. That's true. It's the same with traveling. It's the same with homeschool. It's the same mm. with traveling with kids. Yes. The first couple of times you're like, holy crap, where'd the little one go? <laughs> <laughs> and then you realize, put a leash on them. They can't get away. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> love that. Cute because it's a monkey backpack with a string. <laughs> you know, you just figure it out and then you make it work and it's like, oh, this really isn't that big a deal. And now it's easier for us to take an international trip than it is to, you know, drive to the grandparents for the weekend. Yeah, I completely, completely understand it. Completely understand it. Okay, so we've dived in a little bit about all the good stuff. So can you tell us what is your biggest challenge every day? Or your internal struggle? You're like, what is the biggest thing that you and it doesn't need to be on a day, maybe it's like a thing that you have a week or something, but what is that one big challenge? It's always going to be mindset. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what level you're at. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody who's telling you they don't have it is lying to you. Don't buy what they're selling because they're just trying to act like they're awesome so they can get your money. Exactly. Uh, that's it. You know, I mean, have my days like everybody else where you wake up and I'm a coach. And, you know, you feel like, who am I to help them with this? You know, am I good enough? to help them with this, you know? So I think um, that's gonna be like number one is being good enough. You know, yes. am I good enough for this? And you can take it two ways, right? Some days where you're just like, I'm not, this sucks, I suck, screw it, I'm done. But because I catered things the way I do, I take the day off and I take my family and we go do stuff. And I only allow it to be that way for the day. And I say, okay, that's it. If I can't get control of it within a certain amount of time by doing a set amount of things. So exactly. I use it as a trigger. I wake up feeling like crap like that. That's my trigger. I have responses, way that I react to get back under control of it. Um, and if they don't work, I do the next one. Doesn't work, I do the next one. Doesn't work, I do the next one. Doesn't work, I call it a day. Screw it, it's not gonna happen. Tomorrow I'll come back hard, but I'm just gonna veg out and hang out for the rest of the day. Yes. And, um, but it's always that. I think that's like my biggest struggle is the mindset of saying, who am I? Mm -hmm. You know, and especially now where I focus on mom entrepreneurs, oh. there's plenty of you that go, who is this guy talking to us about raising kids? <laughs> I was thinking exactly that now. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because, like, when I started, yeah. The reason, right, was because I wanted to help people. I want to inspire people and I want to be with my family. And after being a stay-at-home dad for the year, I was like, whoa, you guys have it so much harder than everybody else. It's 
worse when the kids are yanking on your leg all day. And if I can help you, then you help them and then they help the world and my impact goes deeper and that's what I want to do is help people. This is great. Wait a second. I'll be the only guy speaking to women. <laughs> You're going to hate me when I tell them how to handle a kid. And then I was like, well, we'll, we'll see, right? I'll either be a, a refreshing point of view or they'll be like, who's this guy and not listen. And, and that's okay. I'm fine with that because um, I have gotten lots of good things from my wife or from other ladies, right? Mm -hmm. Men and women look at things differently. And when I started really looking at this mom entrepreneur group, I was like, all the, not all, I'm not going to say all, a lot of the women, um, when you go seeking help, there's a whole lot of, you're doing great. You're wonderful. You just need to stick with it. And a lot of inspiration telling you how awesome you are from woman to woman and the whole, yay, everything's great. Um, but they're not answering that question. Exactly. How? World of how you make yeah. this work. Yes. And so I thought, that's my gap. That's my area, right? Yeah. But I still question that, you know, just like everybody. You wake up, mindset, wondering if you're good enough. And so naturally, I'm like, if I don't like, if I'm really not good at this, they'll just vote me off the island. I mean, <laughs> I'll be kicked out of my own group, which makes sense. I'm the only guy in it. Like they're just going to take over and it makes sense. I mean, I don't, I'm not a mom. I can't technically, you know, yeah. it's, it's dealing with that stuff all the time, mm. which I have not met a single entrepreneur that doesn't deal with that. Exactly. So. And if you don't, you're talking nonsense. You do. Right. You just don't share it. <laughs> Yeah. You just set your triggers and reactions, share it with everybody. Mm -hmm. I posted in my group um, a few weeks ago, I think. I had one of those days. I woke up and just felt like I don't deserve to be here. You know, I can't serve these ladies the best. Like maybe somebody else could give them stuff that would help. You know, is anybody even listening? Um, I wonder if they're getting anything from what I've said. And I couldn't get a hold of anything at all. I stopped working and I go and I read my Bible. I listen to music that kind of hypes me up. None of it was working. So I was like, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to the gym just to get a change of pace. Mm -hmm. um, so I took my girls with me. So my wife didn't have them um, because our gym had a place to drop the girls off. So I could take them with me and drop them off to play at the gym. Mm -hmm. My wife would have two hours and I could go work out. Nice. And I raced, I raced um, professional motocross growing up motorcycles. Um, so I've had seven surgeries. I have pins in both knees and a pin in my foot and a, my wrist is, my hand is pinned together, stapled together. And that day at the gym, like everything I tried to do, something hurt. I went running I, I, and my knees just wouldn't let me run. It wouldn't let me stretch. It wouldn't let me do squats. I couldn't do anything. So I headed in to lift weights to get, you know, cause I couldn't hardly do anything else. And um, my hand wouldn't let me pick anything up. Oh hurt. Everything hurt so bad. I couldn't, I couldn't get away from this feeling. And so I shared it with the group. Yeah. Like I posted up my group. I'm like, hey, everybody feels this way. Like, <laughs> this is going to get all of you. And I detailed it out. Like, these were my triggers. This is everything that I've tried and none of it is working. So I'm gone and I will see you all tomorrow. <laughs> and what was your response? Oh, everybody's reaching out. They're like, oh, please, you know, make sure you come back, you know, stuff like that. 
because I, I posted in there, I was like, is anybody even listening? Would it make, you know, it would be so much easier because I can make money doing other things. Exactly. Well, I started in real estate. I can make a lot of money just doing real estate. I don't need to spend time helping mom entrepreneurs with anything or coaching anybody. I can make more money easier and faster just going and doing real estate. And so that was part of, that's part of my, um, my struggle is when I feel like I don't belong, my mind says, you know, you could just make money doing real estate. I'm like, but here's my response. If I just drop the coaching and go just to making money with real estate, one, my girls grow up thinking that making money is important, not impacting the world. Exactly. I'm not okay with that. So that keeps me going. Two, I think of the ladies in the group. <clears throat> we have a lot of single moms and they have no man telling them how awesome they are. So they need and you. <laughs> I'm happily married. I love my wife. I love my kids. But if, I can, if I'm that voice that is making them know how awesome they are mm -hmm. and I'm the only one telling them that and everybody else is just inspiring or not telling them, then I can't just go back to just making money. Yes. And so I think about like, those are my two big driving factors that help get me back on track, right? Is awesome. I don't want my girls to grow up thinking it's all about making money. Mm -hmm. I want them to find their way to impact the world and help people. Mm. And two is the actual people in the group. I actually care about them. That's the only reason I'm there. <laughs> and it, you know what, it, this impact is, is more fulfilling, well, for most people than making money. Um, I listened to one of, because I love Tony Robbins, and I listened to one of his things the other day, um, and he said that he helped a billionaire um, with his mindset because he had a lot of money, but he was so unhappy um, because wow. what he was doing was not making an impact. So there you go. <laughs> yep. And you hear it all the time, exactly. right? I mean, there's yeah. tons of people with money that it's just unhappy. Money. That's all it is. Yeah. Because I don't have a purpose. That's the other side of it as well. Mm -hmm. That's why I said the mom entrepreneur niche works for me because I get to be around my family. I get to help people. Oh, and like, that's who I am. That's who I was yeah. created to be. Was, I'm somebody that helps people. That's we're awesome. Just, I'm so happy that I meet you. That's awesome. I love what you do. <laughs> okay. So one, funny enough, it's actually one of my questions was, is like, what do you do to keep your family a priority? But I think we've nailed that down. Did you want to expand Everything a little bit on that? Everything keeps my family a priority. If my little girl comes in and she's like, daddy, read to me, I stop. Like, I, this is the intentionality, even when I'm at work. So now I work during the day and I take the evenings off. You know, we're in China. I was with them all day and I worked after they went to bed. Well, now they're up and I'm in the house with them. And so I still try to make it a point to be very intentional. And intentional in the way that works with my beliefs of who I think I am. I'm family man second, my God is first. So if it comes to something my God says to do, I'll drop my work, I'll drop my family and I will go do it because it's something he's called me to do and I believe that that's first. My family is quick second and he never like makes me do anything, you know, against my family or anything like that. So it's not, <laughs> it's not like I'm dropping my family, but he's number one, they're number two. Yes. And if I believe that, I believe that our clarity comes from our actions. And the way that we act mm -hmm. should reflect what we believe, mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. So I'm intentional on that. 
if I believe I'm honest, I help people, my God is first, my family is quick second, and then helping people with my work is third, then that means if I'm working on my work and my daughter runs in and wants me to read her book, then I need to take the time to read her a book. Yes. Because that's more important in the level of one, two, three than businesses. <laughs> and as yes. much as I care about the ladies in the group and the future ladies in the group and stuff, they will always rank third to my girls. Yes. You know, so there's priorities. And I believe that the clarity comes through the, the things that I do. And so I'm very intentional with that. Like I'm always trying to pay attention to how I'm acting in regards to my beliefs. That's awesome. I love it. I just love it. Um, so, okay. So last question. So where does your wife fit into all of this, this bigger picture? Does she help you side by side running the business? Is she, you know, is she more involved with the girls? Because you guys she obviously travel together. So, you know, you have right. to make a lot of big decisions together all the time. Right. Um, she doesn't help with the business at all. Okay. Uh, she was more brought up, you know, of getting jobs. So the entrepreneur mindset a lot scares her. Yeah. Because it's the unsurety of money and trying to build something as opposed to like show up and get paid for your time. Yes. Um, whereas I was, I was brought up, my parents always had their own businesses. And, um, but at the same time, my dad struggled because it was a 2000 person town where they didn't use the internet, which means you make just enough to be the only employee working all day, every day to keep it open. And that's all you ever do. No. But he did that just so he didn't have to work for somebody else. So <laughs> I understand that, but I'm an entrepreneur like through and through. So to me, it just makes sense. Um, so she doesn't help with like the business side of things. She helps a lot with the girls while I'm working. And so she actually, um, after the year teaching in China, she enjoyed it. And there was opportunities opened up to keep working with the school, recruiting teachers from here to go to China and teach, which right now business isn't very good because of the coronavirus. We're praying for them over there. Yes, we have lots of fam, uh, friends. But um, so she recruits teachers from here and helps them get to China to good jobs to work there. And then she also teaches Chinese students online from uh, here through the internet. So she works for a company doing that. So she'll get up and she'll teach online for like three hours before everybody else gets up. Wow. That's awesome. And then I get up and around with the girls and I do a morning routine with them and I brush their teeth and their hair and I get them dressed and I get them out to breakfast. And then she takes over and she starts the homeschooling <clears throat> with, uh, with Ava. And then we usually eat lunch and kind of mess around or go somewhere if we want to in the afternoon. You know, when I have all the mundane tasks scheduled, yeah. <laughs> when I'll screw off and we'll go do something if I want to. Yeah. Uh, and then in the afternoon, evening, you know, after I get off work and stuff, I, I help a lot with them. And if she makes dinner, I clean up. So, I mean, we're partners on a lot of stuff. That's awesome. I try to make sure that I'm intentional about her not just being my partner mm. and being my wife and treating her that way as well. But, you know, we've, we've learned to work together on a lot of stuff. So if I have stuff I'm working on, she grabs the girls. If she's working on something, I just take them, you know. And then we schedule. So, like, with her business, she would schedule her calls and things for Wednesdays. And on Wednesdays, I would clear my schedule to watch the girls. Oh, so it works perfectly. Yeah. So, I mean, she had less calls and less stuff to do for her business. So just making it to where people basically schedule on Wednesday if you want to then she schedules it all to that day. And then I just block that day out and don't schedule anything on that day. That's awesome. So we, 
we just we learn to make it work because of what we want to do. Mm. That is so so cool. I love what you guys do. It's such an awesome partnership. Oh man, I just love what you guys do. Okay. Now, so don't let that be for those listening though. Don't let that be something that tells you you can't do it if you don't have a cooperative partner. That's very true as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will do that. Say I'm a single mom or I'm a single dad or my partner doesn't help at all. Okay, don't try to change them. Yeah. Structure that time, create your time to work on what you want to work with, taking care of everything else, and make it happen in a way that works for you. Exactly. This is your life. Don't complain about your life. Make it work in your life. Exactly. This is the way we work together because we have each other and because we've learned to work together. There are still times. <laughs> It's also taking you time. It didn't just happen, right? So yeah, exactly. Nothing just happened. We had to create it. It time. drives me insane when people are like, that's so awesome that your job lets you. I'm like, shut up right there. My job <laughs> doesn't let you do anything. It took years. A lot of work to make work this way. Like, <laughs> yes. job. Your job lets you do things. <laughs> Mine does what the heck I tell it to. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I get very defensive when people are like, that's so nice that your job lets you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it took time. <laughs> yeah. It didn't just happen. It is not um, easy for some people and not others. Everything takes work. Exactly. Exactly. You can't expect to be on a level, um, you know, where everybody else is successful if you haven't actually put in the effort, the time or, you know, anything really to get there. Right. Aaron, this was awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate your, your time on this. Uh, before we go, can you just um, let people know where they can find you? We will pop the links on the bottom as well um, for the mom entrepreneurs that's listening to this. There's your coach. He will help you. <laughs> there we go. I have a free Facebook group. So Aaron M. Jennings on Facebook. There's a free group called Momentum Entrepreneurs. Yes, it is Momentum. I just pronounce it with the M-O-M with importance. Yes. So it's Momentum Entrepreneurs, but if you just find me on Facebook, everything points to the group. Um, in there, I focus on real information. So you don't have to put on a front. You don't have to be a businesswoman. I want you to come in there and get the real answers to all the um, stuff you're trying to make work. Uh, and then AaronMJennings.com, Instagram, everything's Aaron M. Jennings, but website and Facebook's pretty much where I focus. Awesome. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, so there you go. Um, I've got some moms that I can point to your direction <laughs> that needs you. <laughs> awesome. Hey, I'll, give it a, I'll give it 110%. I always do. I know you do. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And um, this will be uploaded next week sometime. Oh, you're very welcome. It was nice talking to you. Same. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.